0: Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Hey, great to see you all here in person and those online, and uh, Merry Christmas. And it's a great season of life, uh, especially this candle of joy for us To come to God's word and just remember him. And you know, if you think about a moment when you've had really incredible joy, what would that look like? You know, I I think about a wedding like my own wedding and my daughter's weddings. Or you you might think of a birth of a child or just a moment where you had this incredible family gathering. And you just remembered how wonderful it was just being with the family and friends in a special moment. Uh, you know, w- one of my great times of joy is all centered around, you might guess it, it's food. And it's usually food and Lizanne. I call her LA. So it's food in LA and I love to be with my wife and, and the food that she makes because she makes such great food and she does it so well and so often. I'm just amazed. I love the color and the taste and the just being with her and it's just an amazing moment of food glory to be together with Lizanne at a dinner meal that she preps for me and has thought about it. So it's just praise the Lord. Sorry, guys, you don't have a wife like that. But, uh, but uh, Lizanne is hard to beat. She's amazing. So uh, we're, the, but the, the problem that I face and that you face is, guess what? Meals don't last. Moments of this life don't last. We can have some splendid celebrations like today. Man, what a beautiful time around singing, right? A lot of joy, right? And yet, it's done. And then we're back into often routine or struggle or strains or, you know, and, and so that's the hard part. But joy is real and powerful, and, and true joy is sustainable. We're going to see that from God's Word today. I, when I think about the feelings accompanying joy, it might be like feelings of being really, really satisfied, where you're like, ah. Or, you're, or you might be some, have some exhilaration. Or there might be a moment where like, you're just feeling like everything in this moment is right in the world around us. Which is, which is a great time, isn't it? It's a great moment. So today we're gonna look at a day when everything will be right in the world. That, aren't you looking forward to that day? So we're going to see that it's not just joy for a moment, but it's joy that's lasting. And so if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 35. And if you wouldn't mind standing with me, if you have uh, together, we're going to honor God, his word as we come to the word of God and remember what he is wanting to communicate to us and that he wants us to know. Him and His provision of joy today. Thanks be to Him. This is God's Word. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped, then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy, for waters break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert, the burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water." In the haunt of jackals, where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast Come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is God's gracious, holy word. Thanks be to Him that these words are true, and we can trust them. Amen. You may be seated. You see, here Isaiah is the prophet 700 years approximately before Jesus. And he writes this prophecy in Isaiah 35. And there's really three significant moments of its fulfillment of this prophecy. And let me just walk through this with you briefly. First of all, directly to the people of Israel, the southern Israelites, Jerusalem, He was saying that they would be taken captive to Babylon, and they would become like slaves to the Babylonians for 70 years. But there will be a day that they will return on the highway of holiness, and the ransom will rejoice in their returning to the land of Israel. That was the first fulfillment of this prophecy, but it was only partial. The second fulfillment looks forward to 700 years after after Isaiah to Jesus when He came His first time. When He was born in Bethlehem and He lived about 30 some odd years. And He died on the cross. He rose again from the dead. And He Himself took... And paid our ransom. And we together who believe in Jesus now. We have this hope right now. We can experience joy even now. In the midst of a world of really a lot of darkness and struggle. Praise be to God. That was the second fulfillment. But it was not f- completely fulfilled. Until the third moment, the picture in history that we all look forward to. This day, Isaiah 34 points to the day when Jesus will return. And in that day of His return, He says, all things will be made new. And Christ will do this great, epic moment where all our joy will be restored. There will be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears. I can't wait for that day. How about you? And so today as we look and find a future hope in that day, and not just in this day. Yes, this day. But we look forward with faith, eyes. Open our eyes, Lord, to believe and trust you more. We're going to see from this passage this, that Jesus alone leads us to lasting Joy. And it's because he has come and is coming again soon that we can be sure of, first of all, the first question of this passage who gets lasting joy? And here's the answer, church the whole world blossoms with it, it all blooms with it. Look at verse 1 and 2 again with me just for a moment. It says, The wilderness. And dry land shall be glad, the desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The wilderness is the Negev, the desert, desert, mostly in southern Israel. And the dry land, it's very dry. It's like a desert. It looks like really, really tough down by the Dead Sea and Masada area. If you've ever seen pictures or been there. It's really a kind of a rough place. It's where John the Baptist hung out, you know, wore wore camel's hair and ate locusts down there in the wilderness, the desert. And it's a really hard place. But then he's saying that it's going to blossom. It's going to be new. It's going to be completely a contrast from that dry, kind of lifeless place. You know, I remember when I, I was engaged to Lizanne. we drove down from Los Angeles where I lived to my, go see my grandparents. They lived in Palm Desert, California. And um, as we drove, uh, much of the drive down, especially as you get near Palm Desert, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. All you see is sand and mounds of sand and like maybe a few cactus you're like, my wife's like, where, where, where do your grandparents live? <laughs> and so we come to the to the edge and then we come to Palm Desert, literally, all of a sudden it goes from this dry, arid, dark, you kind of uh, dismal place, lifeless place of desert, to where water, where they watered and planted plants to this blossoming green and lush flowers flowers with colors that were just bursting forth and the contrast truly was amazing and is amazing if you've ever been there if you've ever seen when you cultivate things in the desert with water what happens it's beautiful it's gorgeous and you see here verse one is describing the desert the dry lifeless place without water and when it receives the water and we know it's the water of life ultimately it explodes with beauty and and all sorts of growth isaiah is personifying the land of israel if we have any english majors you know what personification is it's taking a, you know a character and making it like human and here it's saying that all the world for that matter is describing this most barren unexpected place and in that day of Jesus return it will burst forth with joy and singing barrenness and futility becomes fruitfulness hallelujah right isn't that good it's like the land is having a party now has have any of you gone to a christmas party yet are any of you weary of christmas parties you know, and parties are great. They're awesome, but they don't last. But here, this is a party that the land is giving that's with undiminished, unending praise. It is bursting forth, and it cannot, it, the joy of the land really can't be quenched or stopped. But it's not just for the land or transformation of a place, people are changed. The whole all of God's people. Isaiah 35, verse 3 says, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. We know Hebrews 12, 12 through 13 quotes this verse portraying the day when God will come and Jesus will take all of our feeble, aching bodies. Can anyone relate to this? (laughs) And He will transform them and he will make them new. And and you know his pastors and elders and leaders of this church were praying for several of you who are in great pain or have family members who are suffering. I can't wait for the day. I can't wait when Jesus will return and we get new bodies. All things will be made new. There will be no more sadness, no more brokenness, no more arthritis. No more knee replacements. No more cancer. No more death. No more pain. What a day that will be. What Jesus alone, you see, leads to lasting joy. Because He has come and He is coming again, we can answer a second question of this passage. Not just who gets lasting joy, but How deep is this lasting joy? And the answer to this is found in verses 4 through 7. It's our whole being will sing with lasting joy. Look at at 4 through 7. Isaiah in verse 4 is describing our anxious hearts becoming strong and fearless. Man, I can't wait till my heart is like that. Verse 5, He depicts a day when blind eyes will be opened, deaf ears will hear, and physically impaired, as verse 6 says, will leap like a deer. And those who could not speak will sing with joy. And God, Jesus, when He first came, we saw Him do that. Raise the, the dead, open blind eyes. And all of this is He does some today. And praise God, we want to pray and see more of that. But there will be a day where this will happen for all creation. All who trust in him and those and those in his whole world and our whole being will sing with this lasting joy. Our entire being, both heart and body, will be changed. And we will shout praises to the glory of the person who has done and accomplished this great work. This is so good. And, if, you know, some of you come here today this, are the, some who, someone who could stand up and be the strongest person in this room or the, the smartest person, the best personality. All of that is good, but, you know, some of that fades as you get a little older if you n- don't know that. I tried to open this jar for my wife the other day. And usually, you know, when she gives me a jar, it's like, chooom, it's easy. You know, in years past, but now I'm like, it took a couple minutes. I kept working on that. I finally got it. But I'm getting older. And you know, things get broken and we have to learn more and more and more that actually the strongest person in this room is the person who realizes their weakness and their need for God. Their need for a Savior. Their need for His deliverance. And His help. And His power. And His, and his restoration. We need a Savior. And remember here that this is not just your problem with your sin. It's a problem that's all a part of the world and the whole four-part story of the world's existence. Let me review that for just a moment with you about the, the world and the four-part story of God's glory. First of all, we see in Genesis that God created people Without sin, and put them in a lush garden. You remember Adam and Eve? They were in this beautiful place. There was perfection. There was no sin. There was only joy and and hope and goodness going on in those days. And then, Genesis 3, we see that people chose to sin and rebel against God. Paradise was lost. In essence, the garden of God, in essence, became like a desert. And conflict came into the world and arose in relationships. Sin impacted the whole world. Thorns and thistles impacted our work life. Fear and anxiety filled our hearts. Bodies became sick and death entered into the world and people were separated from God. But I thank God that that's not where the story ends. The story ends... Or continues, part three, God sent His perfect Son, Jesus, who came to this world. Christmas Day became a reality. He was born in Bethlehem, and He lived a perfect life. That we could not, and He died a death. That on the cross in our place, why? Why did He do that? So that He could take our sin and penalty and restore relationship for us with our God. And that leads us to part four. And thanks be to God, we look forward to that day. Someday soon, Jesus will return, right? Amen? The garden of God will be restored. The deserts will blossom. Our bodies will be renewed. We will enjoy sin-free relationship with our God and one another. And lasting joy will be poured out. To all those who know Him as God and Savior. (laughs) And so that leads us to our third question in this passage, and it's this. How do I find this lasting joy? How do I find lasting joy? Verses 8 through 10 teach us this. It's Jesus alone who leads us to lasting joy. Look at verse 8 with me. And a highway shall be there, And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. Thank God for the end of that verse, right? Yeah. See, what is that highway of holiness here? Throughout the Old Testament, there is a way of becoming holy before the Lord. We know that God in his, in his plan had a, a sacrificial system offered at the temple. And, and the way that you could walk in the way was to ordinarily follow the system of what God would provide and what it pointed forward to, to the Messiah who would carve a permanent once-for-way once for all, way to God. This Messiah would, make, uh, would be the one who would make this way. This is Jesus. We know it. And He would claim this. Maybe you know this verse. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. The way is found in Jesus alone and not our effort because of His perfect life, His once for all perfect sacrifice, we can receive life. He promised to all those who believe that He not only takes away our sins, He gives us all of His right standing, His righteousness, His holiness. He is the one who makes us utterly holy. Praise the Lord. It's not only Jesus The way to find holiness, He's the way to find safety. Look at verse 9. He says, No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. In the day of Christ's second coming, He will make the lion lie down with the lamb. We saw that a few weeks ago when Tim p- preached out of Isaiah chapter 11. And this verse is not just talking about being rescued from wild animals. I don't know about you, but that's not a daily thing that I have to worry about. Maybe a dog out, you know, gets off a leash. No, this, this verse is a picture of Jesus who will bring each of us who trust in Him to a place of perfect peace and safety. Everything that threatens us, think about the thing that most threatens you right now. Everything that we fear or caused us fear will no longer be a danger to us in that day. Isn't that good? Man, that is so freeing. We will be safe, completely safe, utterly safe in His presence. You see, Jesus is the way to safety and everlasting joy. And he ends with verse 10. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing will flee away. C.S. Lewis, great author, British author from especially the 60s and 70s, writes this. If you want to get warm, you must stand near the fire. If you want to be wet, you must get into the water. If you want joy, power, peace, eternal life, you must get close to it or even into the thing that has them. They are not a sort of prize which God could, if He chose, just hand out to anyone. You see, you must get close to Jesus. Do you believe that He has paid the ransom price for you through His death, through His work? If you believe this, you will return to Zion with singing. This isn't just fulfilled in Israel or just in the time of Christ's first coming. What His second coming, if we believe this, we will be the ransom who will be rejoicing with singing. We will enter into the place of the new heavens and the new earth. We will have everlasting joy. This is what we look forward to. This is our hope. Church, this is our future. Do you believe this? You see... I love how he ends verse 10. It's just very simple. He says, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, you know, you may receive glimpses or experiences of you know of joy on this earth, but it will be far from lasting. Jesus paid everything for you to demonstrate his love and eternal commitment to you. And I'd I'd beg you to receive him and receive him as your God and Lord. Invite him to be your Savior and your King. Submit to him. He wants to not put you, kind of bind you up or put you under all these rules. He wants to actually free you to know His joy and then live a life satisfied in Him as you go through life's struggles, like everyone else. And if you do know this coming Savior, please don't forget that in the midst of the struggles, the hard relationships, I mean, the frustrations, the anger, the sadness I mean I think about when I ever walk into Lizanne's mom's side of the house, the room when she's she's passed away she, she's in heaven, she's got great joy but I'm sad about that I miss her I miss my mom and you know you miss people and we're sad and we deal with fears and we deal with you know stuff that Struggles in our life. But listen. Jesus came and He's coming again to restore your joy. To give you and fill you this season as you trust Him with a renewed sense of joy and a hope that in the future there will be no more pain. All of the struggle, all of the strain of emotions will be wiped away and there will be Everlasting joy. (laughs) Let me read verse 10 again for you one more time. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting, lasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Jesus can restore your joy. What feels futile and a failure and frustrations that you have, He can fill you and your heart with growing fruitfulness as you trust Him. And His Holy Spirit fills you with His fruit, the fruit of Jesus, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In the midst of the chaos of this world, And the struggles that that we face and the disappointments that we have. He can give you a calm, a peace assurance. Jesus came to restore all things and it won't always be that way. He will make all things new. All sorrow and sighing will flee away. I can't wait for that day. Help us, Lord, to trust you now. In these, this day, in these moments, until you fully fulfill Isaiah 35. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, help us to trust you. We thank you, God, for your great work. your plan. We thank you for Jesus. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we praise your name. That you alone bring lasting joy, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.